Hi, this is Jovi. This is Charlie. And you're listening to Bed Crime, Crime Stories. This is a weekly true crime podcast where we pour ourselves a drink and we take turns telling each other the stories that keep us up at night. Hello, Jovi, and hello to all of our listeners. Hello, Charlie, and everybody listening. How are how art thou on this fine day? <laughs> I'm I'm doing good. Um, it's pouring rain outside, so we mm. will say I am doing well on this very rainy day. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I'm I'm doing. I'm doing pretty good. Can't lie. We were just talking prior to starting the recording, but I am busy. I'm busy at work. Things have been crazy. I'm also going to school part-time. So that's busy. Like it's just been busy, 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 but I don't know. Things, things are going well. Good. Yes. That is a bonus. Yes. It is a bonus. How about for you? Um, busy as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and because of my line of work, I'm mm-hmm. pretty much going to be a steady busy at work until February. Mm. So, yeah, but that's okay. Cause you know what? The days go by faster. It's true. Um, and I don't have time to focus on things that I shouldn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, no, I get that. It's, it's like a, a blessing in disguise kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, but things are going pretty well. Just, yeah. just just like your things are going pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> I can't English, but you know what I mean. I you know do. What I, mean. I do. I was um it's my boyfriend's on PTO this week, so I was out in the kitchen a little bit ago making lunch and um I uh I hadn't eaten. So I was like shaky and I wasn't able to like form formulate sentences. Mm -hmm. So he was like asking me a question. I'm like, uh, uh, I'm like, if I can't, (laughs) if I'm not making any sense, it's because I haven't eaten and I'm just, my brain is defunct. So, and your brain was writhing. It's like, Nope, I'm not working until you put something in my belly. That is correct. It needed some sustenance, some energy. That is importante. Mm -hmm. Importante to have. Yes. 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 Um, so, 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 yeah. so, I didn't mean to cut yeah. you off. No, I wasn't going to say anything. <laughs> um, damn it. Where's my phone? Fo- mm. What I was going to talk to you about is on my phone and I don't know where it is. Mm. Um, but um. I want to see, hold on. I'm just, let me Google it really quick. Okay. Cause I want to make sure I say the right thing. Google it. This is your Google and music. Okay. Google it. Okay. Okay, so the name I was going to say was correct. That's honestly all I wanted to make sure. Okay, so have you heard of the Netflix show that is coming out called Devil in Ohio? Um, I have heard about the show. Uh I love Emily Deschanel, so I'm totally Uh going to watch it because Uh I'm a Bones fan. Yes. Um, so I'm totally going to watch it, but I don't, and I try, okay. So I will say this, I tried to look up the story behind devil in Ohio Uh and I could not find like anything about it when I was Googling things. It just kept talking about like this show that's based on this book called devil in Ohio, but like never really told me about is based on a true story, but never really told me the true story. It's, um, yeah. I, Cause I actually read an article. It was on Facebook news. Cause that's the only reason why I log into Facebook is to see like mm-hmm. headlines and my Jeep group or whatever, but they actually had an article about it. And I think in that article, they gave a brief synopsis of what the true story mm. is. 
Okay. Um, when I get back to my phone, <laughs> yes. Yes. I can send it to you, but um, it looks so effing good and I cannot wait to yeah. watch it. Um, and I think, yeah, the first episode is today. First episode. Stop. Is it really already today? Yeah. September Dang. 2nd. There's yeah. another show coming out on Netflix. I believe it's Netflix. And now, now I'm going to pick up my phone and Google it <laughs> to make sure I'm correct. Um, and it actually has Steve Carell in it. This, that one though, I don't hundred percent know if it's based on a true story, but for some reason, I think it actually is uh-huh. where he plays a, um, like a therapist or a psychologist. Oh, it's called the patient. And I'm lying. It's on FX, but it's going to, of course, then FX is also on like Hulu. Mm-hmm. Um, here, let me see the patient. It started earlier this week, I believe. Um, and the dude who plays his patient, who's like cuckoo. Yeah. Um, is Domino Gleason. So the same guy who played the old, uh, Charlie Weasley, in harry potter and he also played um fuck he was the one of the general dudes in the new star wars trilogy okay um also is the son of the guy who played mad eye mooney in the harry no potter shit. series fyi yes okay just a little, little facty fact for you Good um but i can't actually now i'm looking it doesn't look like it's based on a true story but it looks really really good and domino gleason plays a serial killer who goes to see steve carell who's his psychiatrist and oh. um yeah it looked like i think he like kidnaps him or something like that it looks really good oh <laughs> nice like, that I'm sounds huge, awesome yeah i'm not a huge steve carell fan so i'm super but i'm still super looking forward to it nice i didn't realize steve carell's birthday was the day before mine interesting oh, well happy birthday um, just as a side note, I did yeah. find a br- that brief synopsis and I put it in our little chat because we are yeah. Zoom recording, everybody. So zoom, 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 zoom. since yeah. my phone is nowhere near me and okay. I found what the premises of the true story or whatever is for mm-hmm. the devil in Ohio, I just messaged it to Charlie. So she gotcha. She has an idea. Okay. So a little bit. So it's culty. It's a culty. So you, you should definitely like it. (laughs) Yeah. I'll definitely like it. And again, like I said, bonus Emily Deschanel. I fucking love her. Me too. I love the Deschanel sisters though. Same, same. They're both so talented and they're, they're just great. They're just, I agree with you. I like them both very much too. And I think that Emily Deschanel should be more things. I agree. I think she's incredibly talented. She's versatility. Very he is versatile. Versatile. In French. That's how you say it in French. I love it. Yes. I'm, I'm trying to think if I've watched anything true crimey. I seriously don't think that I have. Well, it was thanks to you that I have recently. Oh, um, hmm. <laughs> because okay. the last episode that aired, um, you talked about I just killed my father. Yeah. That was insane. Yeah, that was like, good. I still only watched the first two episodes of it. Oh, no, no. You got to finish that shit. I will tell you, I've been, I think it's because of how busy I've been at work and stuff that I've been kind of disconnecting from like the heavy shit mm. after work. Mm-hmm. I've like, I actually restarted Parks and Rec. Like I've been reverting back to like comfort TV not a bad thing yeah i did like ted lasso again yeah i did like ted lasso again i just needed like comfort television and i think it's just because things have been so busy at work i just i I don't want to and you know what i think it is i don't want to concentrate 
anymore. Like I get that once I'm relaxing at night, I just want to like turn on the TV and have my wine or whatever and pretend that I'm like not a human for five minutes. But you know what though? Like sometimes you just have to. Yeah. Because especially true crime things, they consume you. They do. And you you can't do that all the time. Mm -mm. (laughs) You Mm -hmm. know, you just can't. You can't. I did start reading a new book though. Oh yeah. Which I think you're going to really appreciate because, um, I don't know if we've ever mentioned this in the podcast before, but Jovi and I are obsessed with the Broadway musical Come From Away. Yes. Um, like obsessed with Come From Away. Like it's 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 bad in a good way. Yeah. Like I actually watched it again on Saturday because you can watch a recording of it on Apple TV. So if you have Apple yes. TV, go watch Come From Away because it's brilliant. And if you don't, you should get it. It's only $5 a month and it has both Come From Away and Ted Lasso. And that's yeah. really all the reason you need. Correct. And Ted Lasso is super bingeable. So just do like the seven day trial and you could probably knock out all of it in the seven days. Like I have faith in you. Um, (laughs) Anyway, if you don't want to spend money, Um, but sorry, Apple TV, we love you. And uh, hashtag totally will sponsor you. Yes. Um, Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) So come from away is the true story of a town in Canada called Gander, Newfoundland, who hosted the diverted planes that were trying to enter the u.s from overseas on 9 11 2001 mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so they were diverted to 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 gander couldn't enter american airspace and then they wound up staying in gander for four or five days and got to know the town and blah blah blah, blah. it's like a very uplifting best of humanity type of a story and mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. musical fantastic music it's mm-hmm. beautiful anyway mm-hmm. there's a book called the day the world came to town oh and yes and it's written by one of the passengers on one of those planes okay um and he actually winds up being a character in the musical it's kevin the one who's the oh, business owner kevin yeah nice um, yeah, not his him. sex secretary not his sex secretary yes <laughs> um so it, it's written by him yeah, so cool. um yeah it's fantastic so i'm 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 a couple of chapters into that that's like my bedtime reading um because even though it's a it's a sadder true story because of the nature of where it stems from the i know the story i first of all i know the story i know (laughs) so i know how it ends yes yes (laughs) second like i know it's in in its spirit a happy tale yes yes oh wow yeah i think i'm gonna have to read that too yeah it's it's good so far i'm like breezing through it it's a very it's a very easy read it's Good. very nice though mm-hmm. i i like books like that because sometimes mm-hmm. you just need it you just need something to keep your mind busy and read and just yeah not yeah to have too much of a thought process mm-hmm. um but 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 not to go back to watching true crime things That's i fine. did watch randomly a um a documentary on hbo max Mm-hmm. called thought crimes the case of the cannibal cop oh jesus and it, <sighs> i know that story it was in new york wasn't it yes yeah yes. i remember that story that wasn't that long ago no it was not yeah no, i remember not. when that happened and i i was because same thing like i saw it, i'm like oh yeah i heard about this and so i watched mm-hmm. it and i was like that's weird like a lot it well yes and no not really um because mm-hmm. 
it kind of went into what they found, like what he was saying to mm. these people that were on this website. And, mm. and then they were like, well, the way he's talking about it, it sounds like that he was actually going to do it and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, mm, yeah, but I don't, it's just, it's very strange, but it was very mm-hmm. interesting. It was very interesting. I, it's a quick watch. Like it's not that long. Mm-hmm. It's weird. Yeah. It's weird. You know, not not yucking anybody's yum. Well, actually, this this is kind of weird. This you can yuck cannibalism. Scary. It's your yeah, life. <laughs> no, 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 not 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 cannibalism. Like, it's a um. The website wasn't necessarily all cannibalism. It was like, oh, it was just like different fetishes, but mm-hmm. like dark ones. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like they want to choke you to death. And yeah, it just things like that. I'd say give it a watch. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting watch. Um, but yeah, but that's that's my other true crime thing that I watch. Yeah. Besides, I just killed my father, or dad, or whatever it, that yeah. it is. I will say, speaking of suspected cannibals, because <laughs> oh, you know, okay, there's apparently there's more than one we could talk about. Yes. There's going to be a show. I think it's coming out on Hulu called House of Hammer, and it's about Army Hammer. Yeah, and all I saw of his, that. Like suspected, like the fact that he might be a little bit of a cannibal. Yes, so yes, I'm yes. Very interested. I really much looking forward to watching that. Nice. That's coming out soon. And then, ooh, I know I mentioned this. I'm so sorry, guys. We're like ranting. Um, this will be the last thing, and then Jovi will get into our background story. I promise. <laughs> um, I also saw they finally announced. I know I talked about this like maybe like a month or two ago i w- finally watched the vow on hbo now the one about the um nexium cult yeah, yeah yeah they're coming out with part two of the vow nice yes, it's coming out in october and i'm so fucking excited so more That's to come exciting. on the vow i know i'm super stoked so hopefully when that comes out maybe once that comes out and i kind of feel like i'm getting more of the story mm-hmm. maybe i'll finally put together a nexium episode that would be nice yeah because you need to do more cults yeah that one's a it's a crazy one and it's very very reminiscent of scientology i feel maybe like i do like a compare and contrast oh there you go so and you can make yeah do that i can make charts and spreadsheets (laughs) i was just gonna say that like all the the charts and the spreadsheets and all that fun stuff um Mm -hmm. and then that way we can continue charlie's cult corner charlie's cult corner Mm-hmm. that's going to be the theme song you yeah. got to remember Charles that corner. Oh, i think maybe i'll try <laughs> all right guys with all of that being said that those are our recommendations for this week mm-hmm. um so i'm going to turn it over now to jovi to tell us all our uh bed crime story for tonight which i do believe is a listener request yes yes it is mm-hmm. i'm gonna say a huge thank you to jamie for sending in this suggestion um also she is a new listener she said that she from the beginning the very beginning up until current so thank you so so much so glad that you found us Mm -hmm. um and thank you for listening to our pleas to send in uh (laughs) listener Mm -hmm. story suggestions that is awesome Mm-hmm. That is awesome. If we could give like a listener of the month, I think I'd have to give it <laughs> to you. <laughs> We're giving you the award, Jamie. It's all you, my friend. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Mm-hmm. The suggestion that she sent in is the murder of Allison Neal Clark. Mm. Okay. Um, and my sources today, because there there really wasn't too much out there. 
Um, so the only sources that I have is on the case with Paula Zan episode or Zahn. Uh, I love Paula Zahn. Zahn, not love Zan. Her. <laughs> not Zoltan. Um, season 20, episode five called mm-hmm. Little Lamb. And the only other source that I, ha- I had used was aliciadean.com. And it is the article that was written by author <laughs> Alicia Dean. So mm-hmm. let's let's jump right in, shall we? Okie dokie. Okay. So May 14th, 2010, Allison Neal Clark, who was 24 at the time, and her brother tried to take their families fishing in a pond on Viterbo Road near their homes in Buart Gardens, but the gate was closed and locked and they couldn't get in. So instead, she decided to take one of her daughters to Walmart to grab a few things, including a gift for her nephew, uh, who was just finishing up preschool. Later that night, a couple found an SUV on the side of the road with its hazards, hazard lights on, and they quickly realized that it belonged to their neighbor, Allison Clark. Mm. They approached and found her slumped over the wheel and covered in blood. They were horrified to see that her three-year-old daughter, Cadence, was asleep in the back seat, in her car seat. The couple picked up the child and immediately called the police. Thankfully, Cadence was uninjured. Mm. When the police arrived, they found a bullet hole in the driver's side window. The mother of two was shot once in the chest. The bullet was found lodged in the driver's seat, and the bullet casing led investigators to the conclusion that it was fired from a Glock. There was no uh, DNA or fingerprints found on the scene, and there was actually very little evidence at all. It was determined that robbery was not likely the motive her purse was found on the floorboard and next to it was a ten dollar bill with a drop of her blood on it Mm. allison's cell phone was also found and it's believed that she was trying to call for help but she unfortunately died before she got through to anyone um it also appeared that she was driving when she was shot but Mm. she was able to bring the suv to a stop put it in park and put her hazard lights on and even though she was dying, she had the mindset to protect um, Cadence, who was sitting in the back seat. Jesus, that's awful. It's it's terrible. Um, her friends and family said that she was a great mom and that her then three-year-old and one-year-old daughters were her world. Her mom said that she was planning on going back to school to become a teacher and that she and her husband, Josh, wanted to try for another child. When asked if Allison had any enemies, her mother said that everyone she met loved her. Hmm. When the autopsy reports came back, it indicated that the bullet entered her left upper arm, passed through both of her lungs, severed her aorta, and exited the body before lodging itself in the driver's side seat. My God. Yeah. Yeah. It also indicated that the shooting was done up close um, due to the stifling burn that was found at the point of entry. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And now, in case nobody knows the stifling burn that's basically unburned particles of gunpowder that strike the skin because it's so close it had nowhere else to go but in the body that's crazy but didn't it say it went through the window though they shut the shot came in through the window closed window or open window it was closed that is so crazy right right so it's almost as if they put the muzzle to the gun literally up against the window yes they were that close but they were both driving that's 
I'll get okay. into that. <laughs> okay, I'm like, Goo. okay, I'm sorry. I know. I know you have more to tell me, but I'm just like, I need to know the mystery. Okay, well, go ahead, go ahead. And go plus, ahead. it's 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 hard to like. It's hard I to know... fathom it. Yes. Yes. It, yes. Like but... it does does not compute. Yes. <laughs> I promise. Once I get into setting up the the scene as to what exactly happened, you'll be like, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you usually get the stifling burn when the gun is shot within two feet from the victim's body. Okay. So yes, it was, it was super, super close. Yeah. Uh, This ruled out the theory that she was shot by a stray bullet from someone who was target practicing or Mm -hmm. trying to shoot something else um, and concluded that Allison was the target. The shot was intentional and up close and personal, a vehicle had to have pulled up close to her window to shoot her. It was at that point that the Port Arthur Police Department turned their attention to her husband, Josh Clark. Mm. He was he was emotionally detached and his demeanor raised red flags. And I mean, rightfully so, because state of shock and yes. why are you acting so nonchalant-ish, standoffish about it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And robotic. But Mm -hmm. um, he told the police that his wife headed to the store with their eldest child while he stayed at home and played video games. When he was asked if there was someone that could verify this as his alibi, he said that his brother was home. When his brother was asked about it, he stated he was in another room watching a movie, but the volume was up really high. So there was Mm -hmm. no way he would know if Josh left the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And. So now this made him a person of interest mm-hmm. on the night of the murder. It took a while to reach Josh. Uh, he wasn't answering any calls that were coming into him made by Allison's family. Um, and his reason for this was that he was playing his computer game and had headphones on. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. mean, you know what? I don't know what the outcome of this is going to be, but valid because yeah. I believe you when you said something about playing video games, I started pointing in the <laughs> left hand direction because that's currently what my partner is doing right now. Yeah. Because the door closed tight. I think he's actually playing VR, which means he would not hear anything. Damn thing. He'd hear right. nothing. He probably has no idea it's thundering outside right now. Probably not. Probably no not. Yeah. <laughs> he saw that he was getting a call from his brother-in-law and ignored it because he was playing his game, not thinking the worst. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I get that because I even mm-hmm. do that. Like if I'm reading and I see somebody's calling, I'm like, yeah, I'll call him back, whatever. Correct. Like, fine. But then when he called right back, that prompted Josh to answer. I was just going to say, that's why I adhere to the two call rule. Yes. Yes, exactly. If you mm-hmm. see, like, if you ignore the call and they mm-hmm. call back immediately, it's you an know there's something up. You Correct. know there's something up. Correct. And then this is when he learned about Allison's murder. Jesus. The police brought Josh in for questioning, and when he was asked if he was right or left-handed, he replied, end quote, I'm right-handed, but I shoot a gun left-handed. Investigators found this super interesting since they said nothing about a gun being involved. <laughs> if you could see Charlie's reaction right now. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> a little okay. sus. A little sus. A little, bo- a little sus. Um, he was also asked if he had killed Allison with the murder weapon what he would do with said weapon Mm -hmm. um and he said and quote on the way back to the house i would have thrown it in the canal if you tell me that gun was found in the fucking canal i'm sorry go ahead (laughs) that's okay that's okay 
and again, head again no you're fine you're fine and again they found this odd because, because they never mention a gun that and most people wouldn't answer like that True. they would just empathetically deny that they killed their wife or whoever yeah. they they would deny it yeah they would be like i don't know what i would do because i would never fucking kill my wife right right yeah. right right not like hmm well every single time i've planned this out specifically i've decided that <laughs> with the murder weapon which of course would be a gun i would throw it in this canal <laughs> right exactly like yeah 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 it, it was it is off-putting it is very it's off-putting a, and i don't it is i don't is. blame them for being like oh correct mundo correct yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um because of this response the police wound up dredging the canal to see if the murder weapon was there it was not there was okay. no murder weapon there okay uh later a forensic search of josh's computer was also done proving that he was online at the time of allison's murder but there was no way to prove that he was actually sitting at the computer playing the game so it's like because eh. <laughs> there are times when the boy is trying to level up Yep. So he'll keep it going and come and cook dinner with me and we'll be doing other shit. Meanwhile, the game is up, you know, doing its game yep. thing. Yeah. And he's level. I don't know. I don't know games. <laughs> I, pe- I peaked at Tetris. I don't I really just, know. I'm just going to let you keep going. <laughs> yeah. When he does the game things with the gamey <laughs> stuff with the games. Uh, <laughs> so, okay. Okay. He was then asked to take a polygraph and he agreed. Uh, The first time it was actually ruled as inconclusive because Mm. he showed deception on one question. That question being, do you know who killed Allison? Mm. He was asked to take another polygraph test to which, of course, he agreed. Mm -hmm. And they asked similar questions and they changed the do you know who killed Allison question to did you kill Allison? Mm-hmm. And this time they were able to clear him because he said no and there was no deception. All that fun stuff. Mm-hmm. In an interview, he stated that he knew the investigators thought he did it. Um, they actually even told him so. They're like, you did it. You killed your yeah. wife. Um, and that his alibi or lack thereof didn't help either. He explained that the questions that he was being asked were shotgun questions and he answered them in a way where he was giving his theories on what he thought not what he did Mm, i get that too yes i get that too yes and and like i get because like you're thinking and you're thinking you're being helpful correct by making these kinds of suggestions correct and that's not the case they're looking at you like really is that what you did instead of a what would you do what would you do kind of situation correct correct um, he also explained that his emotional detachment was more because he was numb and in disbelief and it helped him cope and be there for his daughters. He also explained what the issue was with the question that made the first polygraph inconclusive. They asked, do you know who killed Allison? And he paused because he could only answer answer yes or no, not what he was actually thinking. He was okay. like, it could be gang related. It could be right. this. So okay. like, that's why he paused because he was like oh shit it's a yes or no kind of a question not- right because again if he's thinking in scenarios right like he claims he's thinking in scenarios that's exactly what he would want to do of like so who do you do you know killed allison well it could be anybody it right. could have been a robbery it could have been uh it could have been road rage it could have been but you know that type anything of thing. correct yeah correct 
There was no evidence that suggested a problematic marriage and no evidence to tie Josh to the murder. So he was ultimately cleared. Um, Clearing Josh gave their family peace of mind and he was finally able to mourn the loss of his wife, who he had been with for seven years. Without any kind of lead, law enforcement was back at square one. Allison's murder was more of a big city crime, not a crime that typically happens in in small towns such as Port Port Arthur. Mm -hmm. Um, This got the PAPD thinking if it could if it was possible if the murderer the murderer was just kind of passing through because this town was on it on the way to Houston. So you figure travelers there's a lot of people passing through. Mm-hmm. A witness came forward who heard a gun being fired while at a gas station not far from the crime scene, followed by spotting a silver pickup truck drive by coming from that same direction in which they heard the gunshot. Okay. Although the witness had very little details, de- detectives thought the lead was promising. I mean, honestly, anything is better than nothing at this point. Correct. Correct. Following up on the tip they had just received, uh, law enforcement immediately made the trip out to the gas station and were happy to see that there were cameras facing the roadway. Yay. The gas station pulled video from that night and they saw the silver F-150 pickup go by, but they were unable to make out the license plate. It was very grainy footage, 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 but you could (laughs) clearly make out the truck. They also noticed that there was another car pulled pulling into the gas station as the truck went by. Uh, That car was a gold PT Cruiser. PT loser! (laughs) Exactly. Um, No offense to any of you who have PT Cruiser. No, my my boyfriend used to have a PT Cruiser and I called it the PT loser. Kind of stuck. It's fitting. Kind of (laughs) stuck. The driver of the PT Cruiser didn't come forward on their own, but when the store clerk was asked if they knew who drove the vehicle, um, they found out that he was actually a regular at Mm. the gas station. So they got whatever information they could from the clerk and they found him. They reached out to him and to ask him what he seen that night. Mm. And he basically confirmed the original witnesses story. Interesting. um, About the gunshots. Mm -hmm. I shot the clerk. (laughs) <laughs> i shot the clerk it just reminds me of mike as a mini whenever when you talk about like gas station and then they talk to the clerk it's like i shot the clerk and then again he repeated i shot the clerk <laughs> oh my cousin Vinny. it's one of the great best. all right i'm sorry go ahead brief interlude brief comedy interlude for you guys <laughs> hey you need it sometimes you, you really do Um, Using this information, they put out an alert and made traffic stops, but there were over 450 silver Ford F-150s just in that county. Welcome to Texas. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Um, And because of this, the investigation stalled. And even though it disappeared from the media, it never disappeared for those involved. Yeah. Days, months, years passed by, but detectives didn't give up or forget about that truck. I mean, a break had to happen at some point, you know? Well, you would hope. (laughs) You hope that a break happens at some point, right? Because I mean, how many of these stories don't have that? I know. I know. And it is sad. And yeah. Yeah. But for this particular story, six years later, Uh an informant heard two individuals talking about the Westport arthur murder the two men sabino orlando martinez and ozzy nelson ibarra 
Ibarra, were known to police. In Ozzy Ibarra's rap sheet, they found a possible connection to Allison's murder. Hmm. He had been arrested for robbery a month before the killing, and he drove, guess what? A silver truck. A silver F-150. <laughs> uh-huh. Mm-hmm. They were able to track down the truck, but it had been sold. The new so. owner um, allowed them to search the vehicle. And as they were doing so, the wife actually made this comment saying that, you know, once once they got the truck, they cleaned it out. And her husband found a shell casing and he kept it. Oh. And he kept it. <laughs> Now, with the shell casing in their possession, they were able to match it to the bullet that killed Allison. Now, that is a true crime fan. I might need this one day. We're just going to put this bad boy in a drawer. Yes. And hey, you never know. In case we need this. Yeah, you man. You never fucking know. And it's thanks, it's thanks to this that they were able to trace it even further to the people who did it. Wow. Yeah. Police learned that um, Ibarra Martinez had been terrorizing and robbing women for years. They targeted women who were alone and helpless and referred to them as little lambs. Mm, that's cute. Mm. Um, it was also later told by Ibarra that they did this to support their cocaine habits. Well, so know. yeah, because they went from robbing every once in a while to on the daily. So, Jesus. you know, you know. All the police had was circumstantial evidence, and it was not enough for an arrest. Then mm. the investigators got an expected break when Ibarra's girlfriend, Jessica Bellis, was arrested on an unrelated um, fraud charge. Love it. Yep. She told police she had been behind the wheel on a dark Friday night. <gasps> she said Pino, who Sabino, but I guess. Right, right, right. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Pino was in the passenger seat. Now picture this because this is going to explain okay. the closeness. So Pino is in the passenger seat. Mm-hmm. I'm driving. I hear a pow and the window is down. I remember seeing a young girl, a young female. Pino shot that girl on Westport Arthur Road. End quote. After Dang. the shot. Yeah. After the shot was fired, she was told to turn around. She pulled behind the SUV, which had drifted to a stop with hazard lights on. They looked inside the window and they walked around to the passenger side of the car. She said Pino said something about a baby in the back. Mm. She gave other critical details only someone involved would know. Um, Mm -hmm. She told how they pulled up to the vehicle side by side and were close when Pino shot the woman. Um, they interviewed Ybarra, Ibarra, who claimed they didn't plan to kill her. They just wanted to scare her so she, that she would pull over and they could rob her. He said that when he found out there was a baby in the car, he was furious with Martinez. The prosecutor was worried that the testimony wouldn't be enough, so she offered them a plea bargain. Mm-hmm. Ibarra took the deal and was sentenced to 35 years. However, Martinez sent word back that he wouldn't accept anything with a three in front. So they went to trial. Yeah, I know. Wait a minute. Hold so on. He, because Ibarra got 35 years. Okay. He didn't want the three in front. He was saying that he wouldn't accept anything without, with the three in front. So he wanted like minimal to no sentence. What a douche. Yeah. All right, fine. They make a 45 fucking years prick. <laughs> exactly. There's no exactly. three in front of that. 
douche. All right, I'm sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, you're okay. You're okay. Assistant attorney Leslie Woods found a unique path to justice. She discovered federal laws that allowed her to combine Allison's murder with the other robberies that they have done. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Prosecutors believe that the best chance of conviction rode on the testimony of Jessica Bellis. The real break came, though, when Sabino took the stand in his own defense and Leslie Woods was able to cross-examine him. During the trial, Martina labeled Martinez labeled Jessica a snitch. They ended up using that against him. The of prosecutor course. said, would you agree that only guilty, guilty people have snitches? He Correct. said yes. He said yes. Mm-hmm. And then realized he'd made a huge mistake, but it was too late. Too late. What a dumbass. Mm -hmm. He showed no remorse. Of course not. And he was sentenced to 80 years in prison. Good riddance. I mean, he didn't want a three in front, but he got an eight. No, he didn't. (laughs) No, no, he did not. He didn't get his three. Boom. Allison's husband, Josh, is raising their two girls and keeping their mother's memory alive. He holds no grudges against law enforcement for suspecting him. He knows that they were only doing their job in finding his wife's killer. Agreed. And that is the story of the murder of Allison Neal Clark. Wow. Mm -hmm. Wow, 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 wow. Mm -hmm. That was a crazy story. It really was. And thank you again to Jamie for suggesting that. Yeah. I'm so happy to know that Mm-hmm. their family actually got the closure and she got justice and yeah. it's just it took a while but that's yeah. great that they were finally able to put the people responsible behind bars and especially after all those years i mean like yeah. that's just it's it's fascinating and it's really nice to know that sometimes it all fucking works out yeah yeah but uh yeah jamie thank you so much for sending in the story and so you know in her email to us jamie mentioned that she knew allison Mm -hmm. um and that allison was a good friend of her sister so want to send our condolences not only to jamie and her sister but of uh, to allison's entire family as well um you know particularly her husband her children and you know very happy to hear that that one was was solved because they are not all solved and it's really great to hear um you know maybe not a happy ending but justice actually being served so correct i mm-hmm. absolutely absolutely agreed i mm-hmm. wow that was not english i agreed i agreed yeah. <laughs> i agreed i agree <laughs> well everybody thank you so much for listening to tonight's episode of bed crime stories we appreciate that please find us on social media you can find us on instagram bed crime stories you can find us on Twitter, bed crime stories. Um, if you have a story suggestion, just like Jamie sent into us, you can email us at bed crime stories or it's bed crime stories pod at gmail.com, or you can send us a DM through Instagram as well. Mm-hmm. Wherever you are listening to the podcast, please make sure that you like rate review and subscribe. Mm-hmm. Um, on top of all of that, please tell a friend, please be kind to one another. Please look out for one another. Um, you know, it's pretty much the singular message that we have been sending since the very, very first day of our podcast, of which we are approaching our two-year anniversary, FYI. And and our 100th episode. Yes, our 100th episode is coming in two weeks. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, Jovi and I are planning something special for you guys. It's going to be like an extra long special edition episode. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So um, yeah, we will, uh, you, you'll be hearing that in two weeks and we're really excited about it. Mm-hmm. Um, hitting that milestone for us is, uh, is pretty much a big deal. So we're, we're really yeah. super stoked about it. And again, uh, almost approaching two years of doing the podcast. So honestly, I have to tell you, I'm proud of us of sticking with it every single, every single week, a new episode coming to you guys holidays and hell nor high water it does not matter we we make it happen for you do it for you mm-hmm. and you know what we have stayed a very amateur and uh <laughs> low-key uh business model here on purpose because yes. you know we want we want to be women of the people yes and we want to we want it to be a personal experience like correct we enjoy what we do and how we do it you mm-hmm. know may maybe not Maybe we're not everybody's cup of tea, but mm-hmm. we're enough people's cup of tea. Yeah. Just saying. And the people who have been listening to us from the very beginning or people mm-hmm. like Jamie who found an episode and, and kind of got hooked, you know, that's, that's who we're doing these episodes every single week for. And like, that's why we always ask you to tell a friend. You never know mm-hmm. who, uh, whose cup of tea we might be. <laughs> Oh, that so, rhymed. It did rhyme. It did rhyme. <laughs> um, all right. So all of that to say, uh, thank you all so much for everything that you've done for us for, you know, the last almost 24 months. I know the thunder's like, you guys are awesome. <laughs> and for almost a hundred episodes, we think yes. you're all really great. We appreciate you all. Um, have a great day, night, afternoon morning wherever it is and whatever time you're listening to us um we'll see you all next week but until then sweet dreams cha-cha-cha <laughs>